Warning, the following episodes have spooky content and foul language afoot. Aside from the spooky and foul language you're going to hear, pen names are also used. Here at the Introverted Poets Podcast, we pride ourselves on using pen names. The purpose of the pen names is to enjoy storytelling with no holds bar. Of course, unless you want to go without a pen and welcome to this final installment of the Introverted Poets podcast for the third season. Not only is it the final installment, well, season finale for, uh, for the season, uh, it is also the final episode in the sixth chapter of our Spooky Scary Spectacular Volume 3. This is our third run at it. We've been doing Spooky Scary for two years, well, three years now. This Introverted Poets podcast started back in 2016 with just the boss lady, Eliana Jade, and myself recording and chit-chatting from Brooklyn to here. I am originally from Laredo, but I am now living in Brooklyn. Rachel Heron. That's why you don't see Rachel Heron. So you've seen her because I'm over here in Brooklyn and, you know, and since I teach students and all that good stuff, I have to be, you know, at office hours most of the time, which is why we have the Geeky Fit Mama and the lovely Miss Monroe working it and you know with this season we had a lot of amazing things we had live events we had poetry shows we had markets amazing talented poets writers fashion designers comedians from all over laredo not just laredo some from arizona all over the states and also from mexico with adoa mxn with miss monroe kicking off the season three episode and not to mention shout out to the wonderful ladies at mambo's for hosting our lovely lovely ladies don't we haven't forgotten about you we will be dropping by to give you a very very special thank you and also a huge and big thank you to all of those who submitted and contributed to spooky scary spectacular it doesn't have to be um just one story if you have like i said more than one paranormal experience you may submit it just like just like prince david new madison miss monroe miss victoria and all those awesome listeners and story contributors and if you don't worry we're gonna do this every year since Spooky Scary is the most fun time we have here at IPP Headquarters Studios and all over. We are gonna continue doing this and next year is gonna be our fourth year and get ready for 2024 when we do our fifth year anniversary of Spooky Scary Spectacular. 
And when we do, the Introverted Poets Podcast turns five. The Introverted Poets Podcast started in 2016, been going on four years. So 2023, we're going to have a lot of fun stuff for you all since it's going to be our five-year anniversary. And not to mention the spooky, scary, spectacular fifth-year installment. So fifth-year celebration extravaganza. So be on the lookout for that. Now, without further delay, let's get down and play, which is a slogan we came up here. And check out the spooky scary submissions this next submission was submitted by ashley many thanks to the introverted poets podcast for unlocking childhood memories that i hadn't visited in a good while the kind that make you smile and wish you were a kid again living in easier times any spooky stories of laredo texas kids learn stuff from friends like how to play cards ride a bike properly jump from the swings in the playground and scary stories is absolutely not an exception being hispanic considering stories of the duendes taunting children the infamous la llorona attracting cries to harm children the unknown cucuy hiding in the closet or under the bed waiting to grab your uncovered foot distorted looking chupacabras destroying helpless animals at night and the lurking lechuzas from the trees gazing down at you anything to get kids to behave or go to bed early these kinds of stories terrifying children with active imaginations being familiar with these stories gave my childhood friends and i material to reinvent and fabricate our own as eight-year-old kids we sat and told creepy stories sitting in a circle because it was much more exciting that way running to my parents bedroom one day locked the door was the day that would be unforgettable growing up in the duplexes that were built in the early 1900s was what inspired my friends in the 90s to sit in a circle and tell scary stories that were totally made up using pure imagination and especially the one with the decapitated heads hanging down from an extremely large tree on a shared backyard at midnight. We were a group of four friends that gathered at my house some weekends to watch horror movies like Pumpkinhead, Leprechaun, and so forth. Can you say pizza party? girls night though in one instance shockingly during a cloudless sunny day we had something happen that made me question the supernatural at eight years old a loud smashing echo gave chills throughout our four bodies triggering instant fear we ran to the living room to look for the damage as did my parents who were outside at the time then to all our surprise it was the heavy ceramic giraffe figurine compared to the media sized dog with a bulky base that was broken in half at the neck and knocked over. It was something that could not fall on its own and not easy to tip over. Automatically, my parents questioned and somewhat blamed us for the ceramic mess. Coming up with a conclusion as to what might have happened, us kids could not explain and remained a mystery indefinitely. Still, that was not the only abnormal presence heard or seen in that home. Footsteps were repeatedly heard in the hallway in the middle of the night and guests spoke that shadows were seen oh my goodness thank goodness that figurine was trashed away don't ask how but i was able to speak with the renter of the duplex an elderly lady some years ago and she confirmed hearing the footsteps in the hallway at night she was living alone at the time don't forget to turn your night lights on tonight as the darkness breeds in the unknown 
Hello everybody and checking in here is the Geeky Fit Mama. That was a lovely story sent in by Ashley and which was read by the lovely Miss Monroe. And up next is the story of my paranormal encounter that I had recently in the month of November. It happened as I was home alone and I was jogging right before I cleaned because I like to get my workouts out of the way before I do anything else or I like to do it at the very end when I'm not bothered. So due to this, um, I like to be home alone when I clean so I can do a deep clean and a saging thing. So I was, you know, getting ready to jog and I was getting my coffee, my water bottle, my towel and all that. When I kept noticing and seeing things out of the corners of my eyes when that normally would not happen. Um, And that was happening like prior, like two days. This was like around Thanksgiving week, Thanksgiving break, I want to say. And um, at, for like two, three days prior to I, my actual um, encounter with this entity, um, I was just like, why am I seeing shadow people? As I was jogging and listening to my music, I started like getting an overwhelming sense of fear. And normally, it's my house. How am I gonna? Why should I be afraid in my house? My every my house is my castle. It's my comfort, as is anybody else's. You know. Something told me to just stop doing what I was doing on the treadmill and start saging the house. And it wasn't a full moon. It wasn't a new moon. It was during eclipse season. So um, I just lit up my sage like at 9 in the morning, mind you. It was 9 a.m. It wasn't even midnight, witching hour. It wasn't anything like that. And so I just started saging the house and doing my prayers and all that. And recently, I got camera surveillance around the house, you know, because we've been having some issues in the neighborhood. And it's the holiday season. That's when most break-ins happen along with summer. That's when you have those those spikes in crime and those kinds of crimes particularly. And, you know, somebody did get into my husband's car and take something. So we got surveillance or whatever. And as I was saging and I finished saging and doing my rituals and doing my prayers, um... I something told me to check the surveillance so I did and as I was going through the surveillance like at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. to be exact you could see like a shadow figure of what looked like to be a banshee and it had the horns and everything you could see the outline of this demonic entity that was monitoring my house or I honestly feel that it was set to monitor my house just because I don't know what those banshees do. I'm not Native American, therefore, like, that's not my forte. But to get a banshee, you have to go to a crossroads and get, like, a, and get graveyard dirt. Like, you, you, you got to put work into this. So whoever sent me this banshee put a lot of work and effort only for me to send it back. And this sounds crazy, but, like, all you have to do is just sage and pray and firmly believe that no magic and no demonic entity has power over you because they don't like that's why they called what you speak what you say words spells spelling because you're manifesting that there's 
that's why when they say say only breathe positive thoughts into your daily life that's because you're going to manifest those positive things whereas if you're speaking negative um over somebody's picture in a group of pic in a with a group of people saying like horrible things to somebody's picture for example that's also a form of spells and sending evil eye and negative intent but if you firmly believe that no hex or curse can ever touch you 10 44 a.m on the clock as they say this that's an angel number um nobody can touch you if you have your faith in your angels and your spirit team and in your divine you are divinely protected as strong as your faith is that's how strong your protection is so i set that entity back and then i got a reading and it confirmed that somebody sent me an entity to terrorize me and to scare me but they weren't successful because all blockages and were removed the, the minute I lit up my Palo Santo and my sage because I did Palo Santo sage and I and I burnt um, oils of retirame which means that they'll, they'll retire and leave you alone return to sender and um, contra el mal which is against bad and that's what helped me and, and this was strange because a couple weeks later I don't normally dream but now since I'm opening my third eye more and more I'm starting to dream the weirdest things and again I fell asleep and I closed my eyes and I just see these big red eyes and all I said was I command you to leave immediately and that's when I noticed that uh, my daughter started getting fussy in her sleep so what I did was put my hand over her and I started praying over her and then visualizing like a white bubble of protection over her and she stopped fussing then afterwards her dad my husband started fussing in bed and that's when I began praying over him too and same thing visualizing a white light of protection over him and it stopped and then that's when I heard the chimes and like a door open and close so that was confirmation for me that whatever was in my house got set back and rebuked same thing with the banshee so whoever it is that's trying to like cause chaos and nightmares in my life is they're throwing everything they can at me and they're not successful because it's like when you're vibrating low and you're trying to go after somebody that's in a high vibration you're not going to be able to get them instead whatever you're trying to throw at this high vibrational being an earth angel um it's going to come back to you and be like why did you send me to this person <laughs> You get me? You're making me waste my time. But um, that's been my paranormal encounter recently with entities, with a banshee. And I don't know what I saw in my sleep there, but it was obviously there. It was able to disturb my husband and my daughter. This is the Geeky Fit Mama. And if any of you have had any of these encounters or know about banshees and entities that astral project or visit you in your dreams and in your sleep or in your home, or have dealt with like shadow beings, um, comment below your experience. The Kiki Fit Mama again, filling in for Eliana Jade, Rachel Harris, and of course, Miss Monroe. Here with another submission. This is from somebody named Penny Dreadful. Check it out. The setting is December 5th, 2020. It's full-blown pandemic and I'm working for a rehabilitation and retirement center for the disabled and elderly. 
We are required to wear full protective gear to protect them, not us. They're elderly and immunocompromised. I was on staff as a housekeeper and we were required to take our breaks in the laundry room. There was a small room with a desk and a closet for our supplies. Typical days, I'm done with my haul so I decided to sit down. It's cold back there. No AC in the summer, no heat in winter. I open my Snapchat to send a playful snap and see what's going on with my best friend or with my boyfriend. I don't know why, but I hit the save button before I sent it. I went to my save photos to view the picture and boom, there it was. The more I zoomed in, the creepier it got. We had heard things go bump in there, but nothing as major as this. I showed a picture to some of my coworkers and they said it looked like a young person with their eyes hollowed out. Then some people told me the place used to be a child's hospice. I never researched it and brushed it off. Things like this happen to me all the time. I've been dead twice and a half. The last one doesn't count because I had a heart attack and nothing needed to be done to keep me alive. I had COVID and I went through it probably in my sleep. This story was submitted by The Lady in Black. Ever since I was a kid, I've been sensitive to the paranormal. So I always sensed a woman but couldn't find a face to her body. Yet she would always be wearing black, a long black dress with what looked like a black veil with lace around it. My ex would have a habit of putting the chairs up on the kitchen table. So one time at 3 a.m., we woke up to a loud bang. We had cats at the time, so I thought maybe the cat knocked something down. Since kitties like to have zoomies, come to our surprise, the chairs had completely fallen down. We left it like that till the morning just to wake up to the drawers open. Our apartment was a one bedroom, so the bathroom connected to our room. And one night, my ex had left and it was just me. I was in my room and I could hear the cabinets in the bathroom literally open and close, but hard. She didn't like me at all. And in fact, I think she was into my ex or attracted to his energy in some way because he wasn't that great either like at all but anyways one time we went to his mom's house and I fell asleep in his room where I dreamt of her and finally saw her face white pale gaping eyes and a mouth she choked the fuck out of me in my dream and when I woke up I saw her standing in the same spot and position from where she was needless to say I blocked her off from any energy she was trying to take from me and I no longer see her anymore Hello everybody and welcome to this portion of the Introverted Poets Podcast Spooky Scary Spectacular Season. This next story for the Spooky Scary Spectacular is a submission from another longtime listener as well as New Medicine. Nick Slick Nick has been a fan since the beginning of the Introverted Poets Podcast. As a matter of fact, he was in the powwow before the Introverted Poets Podcast came to life back in 2015-2016 when it was just an audio-only platform run by Eliana Jade and Rachel Harris before they invited me, the Geeky Fit Mama, and Miss Monroe, who of course is the face and is the reason why we have this beautiful video platform, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever else you are watching slash listening to the Introverted Poets Podcast. So, let's sit back and wine and enjoy the story submitted by Slick Nick. One time I was in New Orleans. I stopped at an antique shop to look around. I stumbled upon an old telephone bench, a very nice bench with a small table attached for a telephone. My mom always warned me about buying things from antique shops because you never know where they came from or if they are carrying anything. I bought it anyways. Now. I was never a big believer in voodoo and spirits and such, but that bench changed my mind for sure. 
I ended up bringing the bench back home and immediately I began experiencing things. Inexplainable things. First week home with the bench, I began seeing shadows right outside the door of my room. I was still living with my mom, so I just chalked it up to my family walking by or something. Whatever it took to let me sleep at night, this went on for months, even a year maybe, until I finally decided to get my own place. Now, I didn't attribute any of that to the bench, just my imagination getting the best of me. Anyways, I got an apartment and of course I took the bench with me. So while at this one bedroom apartment, I would hear things fall at night in the living room, kitchen, restrooms, basically in every room. Of course, my logical attributes, rowdy neighbors next door and the thin walls of the apartments. Again, whatever it took to allow me to sleep at night. Still, not attributing this to the bench, so this goes on for years until I make my next move into a two-floor condo. So while at this condo, of course, with the bench there, I once again began hearing things. I would be upstairs and things would fall downstairs. I'd go and check and things would be on the floor or moved from their place. I attributed this to the air conditioning or once again rowdy neighbors. Whatever it took to sleep at night. One time at the condo, I was on Netflix trying to find something to watch. If you know Netflix, it automatically plays a preview of whatever movie you have selected. So I leave it on a movie and the preview finishes playing and all this quiet so I decided to go upstairs and change. While up there I started hearing the movies being changed, like if someone was scrolling through them and different previews started playing. I immediately got chills. I stood frozen until it finally stopped. I must have stood there for minutes until it finally stopped. I finally mustered the guts to walk downstairs to check and sure enough the movie selection had changed and the remote had been moved from where I left it. I noped the hell out of there and went to stay at my sister's house for a couple of nights. When I got back, things had been moved, stuff was on the floor, it was baffling and chilling to say the least. I didn't last much longer there and decided to buy a house. Of course, I took my bench with me to my new house. Things were fine for a while at the new place, until they weren't. My new house is a two-floor house and of course I'd be upstairs and things would fall, things would move, I'd hear the steps creak as if someone were stepping on them up and going down. I was losing my mind trying to find an explanation for all this. I brought it up to my mom and she asked, have you bought anything old? I immediately thought of the bench but I figured nah, no way, that's the reason. Mom being mom insisted I get rid of it or at least get it blessed. I really liked the bench so I decided to get it blessed thinking no way this was gonna work. I gave it a few days to see if it works and to my surprise, nothing. Peace and silence. Nothing falling, nothing being moved out of place, nothing. Inexplainable. Months pass and nothing. Years have passed and nothing. I finally accepted that my mom had been right. The bench had come with something that I brought into my home. Whatever it was, it was now gone and my bench remains in my house to this day. I did recently buy an antique Polaroid camera, so let's see how this goes. It was a very interesting story submitted by Slick Nick. Have any of you ever been to New Orleans and encountered anything creepy? I know New Orleans is near and dear to me, though I've never been there, but there's something about NOLA that fascinates me. Several of my family members have been to New Orleans. I haven't gotten the privilege yet, but um, I want to go before it unfortunately sinks. Fun fact, New Orleans is sinking, I think, every hour, every day, and it's evidently going to be overtaken by uh, the Mississippi River. If I am not mistaken, I could be wrong. Feel free to correct me. 
I believe the reason why uh, Nola calls to me so much is because of all the history it has, all the creepy history, and all like the magical history as well. For those of you that don't know, I also have like a tarot channel uh, readings from Neptune Tarot. But yeah, it's because of all the history that New Orleans has, like all the things it's seen. I think one of the most things, uh, one of the lures that fascinates me the most about New Orleans is the Axeman, how this man ran around and was hacking people and never got caught and he left a menacing letter saying I better hear like the best jazz I've ever heard and no one will get killed or if I don't hear the music um, people will get axed literally Um, but yeah that's exactly why I you know things like that call to me I very macabre of me I know that it hence why we have um, Spooky Scary I was one of the ones that petitioned for Spooky Scary back when we were audio only and now thanks to the lovely Miss Monroe we have visuals for all this beautiful storytelling and poets and poems as well and we get to see the artists and writers the ones that are brave enough to come on and do this for the YouTube platform so now as we wind down with Spooky Scary we also wind down with season 3 and with this comes the final story from my mother yes believe it or not this one's for my mother and this happened to her fairly recently so due to her taking care of my daughter right now I'm the one that's going to be telling the story for her she likes to be known as Bertie so recently my grandfather ended up at the hospital and due to my grandparents not living in San Antonio um, my mom had to go and make the drive to go be with them Unfortunately, my grandpa ended up in um, NICU, not in, I mean, not in NICU, but in ICU. And um, in ICU, they don't allow that many visitors. It's only like one person, I believe. So to take care of my grandma and my grandfather, my mom and her siblings would shift and take turns as to like who was going to stay in, in the ICU and who was going to stay taking care of my grandma. So it was my mom, her two younger brothers, her mom and of course my grandpa so um one night after my mom took my grandma home so she could assure her she so she could assure her siblings that um she rested because that was one of the issues my grandma has a heart condition and was refusing to rest uh my mom was downstairs at the condo which is a two-story condo in san antonio and she was downstairs watching tv as my grandmother was upstairs getting ready for bed so as my mom was watching uh, TV, um, she had her head up against the couch. And um, the way the condo is, is you walk in and to the right, there's stairs that lead to the second floor. Further past the stairs, there's the living room. And then there's the door that leads to the back and then towards the garage. The living room, the way my grandma has it set up, the TV's facing the hallway that faces the door towards the towards the front step and then she has her couch facing obviously the tv so my mom says she had her head up against the brown leather couch when she just suddenly like felt as if somebody was touching her head and she was like everybody's upstairs my brother's staying overnight in the er with my dad and my and my mom's upstairs there's no way that you know it could have been anybody. 
so the next day as my mom is sitting in the hospital talking with my grandpa and was like hey dad she starts explaining to him what happened to her in the living room and he said yes me too that that happens to me downstairs too because prior to communicating that to my grandfather she told my grandmother and my grandmother was just like I know like estás loca tú but then she told my dad papi fíjate lo que me pasó estaba en la sala y sentí que alguien me tocó la cabeza and my grandfather was just like sí yo también lo he sentido then she was telling me it got weirder I was like what do you mean it got weirder she was like as I was leaving San Antonio on the drive back from SA to Laredo um, I felt that same tingling sensation on my head as the, as if somebody was stroking my head as I was driving back and you know I was alone you and your dad were, were here and uh she found that super weird because then I don't know how she and I started talking about the archangels and I mentioned the name I think Archangel Gabriel or um, Fennel and she was like yes that's the archangel that I felt like she looked up the archangel and she realized that was the archangel you pray to when you want somebody to get better I want to say it's Fennel and she said that the way that angel communicates with you is through touch so she said that she um as, even though if it was scary at first in hindsight she thought that you know it was an angel trying to communicate with her that my grandfather was going to get better and shortly after that he was released from the hospital and is now at his home celebrating the holidays now with this concludes the amazing fun ride we had this season three don't be sad. I know. I know. The live event was something we were all looking forward to, but unfortunately, a family emergency has popped up and is occurring for one of our staff members, so we are postponing it until further notice. So please, send a lot of love and healing vibes and light to this person's way. Keep them in your thoughts and in your prayers. With concluding Spooky Scary Spectacular, we are also saying goodbye and concluding Season 3. We will gladly see you next year for season four in June of 2023 here at the Introverted Poets Podcast official YouTube channel, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or anywhere else you are hearing or watching us. As always, good night and stay safe out there. Don't be too sad. we got a special treat for you all coming right up after this episode. This has been the Geeky Fit Mama, and as always, enjoy.